0: This is What The Flex, I'm Brett, and I'm Justin, and it's Friday the 19th of November. Huge news Flux fam, we are hiring for four roles here at Flux HQ. We're talking product, we're talking content, we're talking software engineering and of course sales. So if you're interested in joining Flux HQ, then hit us up at careers at flux.finance and we would love to hear from you Flux fam. Remember the good old days when your iPhone being a little bit dodgy required a whole new iPhone? (laughs) You mean like um, how my phone is now? But Brett, Apple's just announced a self-service repair program, which means they'll start to sell repair kits directly to you and I. Not bad. No more genius, but three bankable stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia has released its first quarter update and unfortunately for the big C, it showed it ain't all rainbows <laughs> and sunshines at the bank with shares tanking earlier this week. Uh, storms may be ahead, B-Man. What is the story? So CBA is Australia's biggest bank mm-hmm. and they're a bit of a share market darling. Get this, since March 20th 2020, when most stocks hit the floor, CBA have been on the up. Yep, earlier this month, they hit an all-time high of $110 per share. But uh, after their first quarter earnings report, things are not looking as rosy. In fact, CBA has revealed its net interest margin fell from 2.04% to a level that some banking analysts are saying is below 2%. And Brett, as a result, their share prices dropped by around 8%. So what's the key learning here? The net interest margin is one of the main measures of profitability for a bank. Smarty Pants, what actually is it? (laughs) It's the difference between the interest paid and the interest received. Okay, Smarty Pants, break it down (laughs) simply for me, please. Okay, let's say you deposit money into a CBA bank account and CBA gives you a 1% interest rate. I'm listening, Smarty Pants. Then CBA might lend that money to me for a mortgage and charge me 3%. And the difference between what they pay me 1% and what they charge you 3% is the net interest margin. So in this case, the net interest margin would be 2%. Now, a positive net interest margin means that a bank is operating profitably. And a negative means things are going a little bit pear-shaped. For our second story, Nestle, the food and drink behemoth, Mm -hmm. reckons that their e-commerce sales will double by 2025. And it's all thanks to data. (laughs) Data, data, tomato, tomato. (laughs) This sounds juicy, B-Man. What is the story? (laughs) So Nestle is the massive food and drink company behind your fave coffee, Nescafe Blend 43. Gotta love it. also behind <laughs> Kit Kat, Milo, Smarties, Smarty Pants, <laughs> all the good and nutritional stuff. And while Nestle brought in around 90 billion US dollars in sales last year, wow. only 13% of sales came from their online channel. But that's about to change, my amigo. And that's because they're about to increase their investment in the digital marketing capability by a whopping 70% by 2025. And get this one, Jazzy Boy. They're hoping that by 2025, they will make 25% of all of their sales online. That's big. So what's the key learning here? Big food manufacturers are shifting gears to sell more of their products directly to consumers. And Brett, why are they doing this? Well, by selling directly, it helps these businesses gather more data on their customers' shopping habits. No need to get data points from Woolies. Which could actually conflict with data points from Coles, And says a totally different thing to data points from IGA. And this data is going to feed into analytics systems that will be able to predict low stock levels. And help Nestle figure out where sales can be boosted Boosted. For our third and final story move over meme stocks crypto fans are now banding together to buy a rare original printing of the official US Constitution. <laughs> and Brett it might just work. The internet is at its finest and is so <laughs> weird. What is the story? For the first time in 33 years one of only 13 surviving copies of the US Constitution will be auctioned off. We're talking the US Constitution from 1787. <laughs> well before cryptocurrencies were even considered. <laughs> and this is big deal because it's one of two copies that are still owned by private collectors so Brett in comes constitution DAO that means absolutely nothing to me (laughs) essentially it's a crypto association with 13 twitter accounts listed on its site as organisers I imagine it's kind of like your local scouts club raising (laughs) money to bid for the constitution and as of earlier this week the group had gathered around 39 million US dollars worth of ethereum which could just nab them the constitution so what's the key learning here DAOs or D decentralized autonomous organizations are part of Web 3 or the idea of a decentralized internet. If you think about the internet in stages, Justin, Web 1 was kind of like the period between 1991 and 2004 where internet users were just consumers of the internet content. And then Web 2 is what most of us would know today, which is more about the web as a platform for things like social networking. Mm -hmm. Web 3 is about taking the web of data out of the hands of big tech like Google and Facebook and putting it on public blockchain, In other words decentralising it. So where do DAOs fit into this B-Man? Well Web3 is all about new kinds of money and ownership. So you can kind of think of DAOs as an anonymous crypto version of a GoFundMe campaign. Where people can get governance tokens in return for their donations. What a strange world. Bizarre. Flux fam if you're still listening to the pod at this late stage <laughs> then you must really love the What The Flux podcast and maybe you want to work at Flux HQ. So this is a sign for you to take the next step in your career, make sure to send us an email at careers at flux.finance. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.